Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When, when you first started, was it, was it kind of like you're a rapper and that's it? Never for me. Last one to the airport buys breakfast. Buy breakfast. Day one, day one. We don't need any introduction for this man. He is absolutely brilliant entrepreneur, rapper. One of the nicest guys I've ever met. We met at the Nick game, probably like. You brought the Nick game all the time. Yeah. We'd be cool. With it. Yeah. <laughs> we'd be chilling at the Nick games. It's a legend, man. We don't even got to introduce him, but we're going to. Come on, man. You know who we got in the building. We got Fat Joe. We got Fat Big Joe in the New York building. Legend, man. Legend. Yeah, so Absolute legend. How, everything's good. Family's good. Everything's beautiful. Family's good. Um, We're doing better than ever. I love that. You know that. what I'm saying? Expanding, trying to uh, push the legacy forward. Yes. So, you know, I look at it like every day is a fresh new start, mm-hmm. you know, to accomplish something new and bring something to the world. You know, when you think about it, right, you know, you you rap and you you you, you first come to rap because you love hip-hop and you want to tell them your story or whatever. But right. then once you give them something, like a lean back or make it rain, oh, it's here forever. Dude, Ever, dude it's crazy. Used to play in the, in the yeah, backyard, oh. I used to... What? When I leave Yo, but I think like, about it. It's like it's like it. it's like they got it now. The yeah. world got it. Yeah. Like it's for them. Yeah. It ain't even for me no more. Right. So you could actually contribute to the world. Like you guys are part of like a dynasty. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? With what y'all doing on TV and all that. So you know, uh, just pushing the legacy forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pushing the I, yeah. I mean, you, what you've done in the music industry alone is crazy. Like, my childhood was Fat Joe, Lil Wayne, 50. Like, it's insane to see. And the continued success, not only with music, but, you know, you're, you go viral on every podcast, every interview you do. You have so much knowledge, and that's why I really wanted to get you on and, and just pick your brain because I really think, like, there's so much to learn from you. So uh, I'm just yeah, excited man. that we got to cross you know paths. The, you know what's so blessed is that we get to talk we get to go viral all the time, but speaking positivity. Right. Mm-hmm. We get to go viral uh, by mistake. Like, you know, somebody <laughs> pick it up and be like, yo, he said some shit. Right, 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 right. And so that's how I like to do it. You know, you got guys hanging off of airplanes trying to go viral. Right. Doing you know crazy. what I'm saying? That, <laughs> that, that ain't it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. now a motherfucker kill himself. You ever see them guys fall off the mountain trying to do yeah. some... You ain't see the, the dude that just that just purposely crashed the tra- yeah, he crashed j- the plane like yeah. he jumped yo the plane. I talked about it yeah. on my podcast yeah. not my po- on my IG yeah. Yeah, yo bro. this guy clout chase <laughs> yeah. he it took twenty chase. years of jail yo what's wrong years with this guy <laughs> crazy bro could someone like, yo I, I don't understand it no more like I've been trying shit. <laughs> to understand listen I'm a guy that I try to right have I been talking about this all day today. 
I'm a guy that I try to figure out why. Right. No, the logic no. behind. No, no. What's the logic? Yeah. Right. So I'm just trying to say. <laughs> Why this man went to pilot school? You know how hard it gotta be to get permission <laughs> yeah. to fly a plane. He did all that. Did he put the the cameras on the mountains where he was gonna crash? Yeah, that's mad. Work. He got every like. I'm just saying, bro. He cloud chased himself to 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 20 years. You cannot come up with this, man. Yeah. Like this. Like, what I'm, did he really think he was gonna get off of that though? Honestly, yeah. Like, what was going to followers. be the followers and then what? Like, what you going to do? Like, the conversation with you got Fat Joe talking <laughs> about it. Yeah, but he's in jail. He saying. can't even capitalize right. on this shit. Right. Once it's that over. shit wear off in a month or two, he going to yeah. realize, oh, right. wow, I'm in jail. Yeah. Like, jail's not a nice place. I guess there's just a difference between being hungry and being thirsty. Mm-hmm. And he was thirsty. Yeah. You know, yeah. being hungry is like, I, I want to work. I want to build something. I want to build an empire, you know? Being thirsty is I'll do anything for clicks. I'll do mm-hmm. anything for this. And that's a dangerous place to be. Especially with TikTok now, everybody can have their 15 minutes of fame. So that's what people are trying to do. People They're trying to get anything. their 15 minutes I just seen a video of some kid just walking into random people's houses. Yeah. He just got arrested for doing that shit. Like... People just doing dumb shit. Like, I don't even know. The killed. whole thing is for what? Yeah, don't walk right, in my though. crib. <laughs> and so you got guys that even rich people. Mm. I meet rich people all the time. Billionaires. Right. Who ain't satisfied with being rich. They want to be rich Damn. and famous. Right. And it's so weird. It's the though. craziest yeah. thing. You're like, yeah. yo, these guys own the city. Right. Like, why, why they want to be famous? It's so funny. I would love to take all this bread and no one know who I, I was am, really right? just about to say that. It's so funny. Like the people that have like, you know, the notoriety and fame, like they rather just have the the, the you know the money and right. just be low-key. And then the people that want that have the money, they want to be yeah. everywhere. They want to yeah. be in front of everybody's face. I it's had like, a record I put out, never blew up back in uh, maybe 10 years ago. It was like everybody wants to be famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the famous ones want to be left alone. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Literally. Cause it's like <laughs> literally. Cause my whole shit is like, you know. Maybe it's the COVID effect, mm-hmm. but to be elusive, you know, man. before that, you know, I was out outside. Right. You catch me in front of every bodega talking mm-hmm. to twenty guys. So, mm-hmm. and so now more is more like, you know, I like to be left alone right. on, on a quiet day instead of hanging out with my boys and all that. I'm at the crib watching something, mm-hmm. minding Eat my up. business. Right. So you know, um, it's it's really crazy, man. Yeah. That. You know, certain things ain't ain't enough. Right. Mm-hmm. That they're willing to do anything to get some type of recognition or some clout. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's tougher? You think it's more dangerous to be a rapper now than it was back then, or do you feel it's kind of the same? Because you were you were the biggest thing in the world when you know a lot of that stuff was coming up, and then a lot of stuff now. Do you see a difference or? Yeah, I think it's worse now. Yeah. Social media. Social I think media. back in the day, uh, yeah, it was it was. Well, it was way more dangerous back in the day because there's no such thing as security. Right. So if you had real security, they would consider you a sucker. Like a, like a, so you right. got to have your boys with the hammer. Right. So every day you're risking going to jail for the gun. Right. If your boy shoots up the whole block down here, right. we on the news. <laughs> right. You know, and so it was a lot of real tough guy shit back in the day. But social media now with these young bros has amplified it to another level to where, you know, guys, you know, guys just go and uh, if they say something about somebody else, everybody know it. Right. It ain't between them. Yeah. You know, and uh, and so, you know, I look at it as 
also we have to have a responsibility because now you in the media space i am and everybody else to know because what happens historically when it comes to uh hip-hop journalism guy comes in let's say he's the rapper dutchy dutch he's coming in to promote his music right He's thinking he's coming to meet with the power guys and he's walking out of this cool. The power guys turn around and ask Dutchy Dutch if Crippy Crippy uh, is a real dude or not or mm. this and this and that. Right. Next mm. thing you know, they pr pretty much jam him into saying, yo, right. Crippy Crippy ain't shit, fuck him, this, right. this, that. Now he walks out the room, the building, with a whole new beef. Mm -hmm. right? Ain't even promoting and nothing. you both young dudes... They got wild, young crews. And what happens when you see each other somewhere, at a club, at an event, or whatever, it's it pops off. Up. <laughs> so it's been going on since The Source and The Vibe Magazine and Double XL. Right. And so we got to be mindful of who we put to go at each other mm. because you got to feel responsible for it in some way or not if they wind up killing each other for some shit that you asked them that he shit. had no business answering. Right, mm. right. Does that make sense? 100%. 100%. That's why you got to respect the ones that have to be like, nah, I, ain't, I ain't come here to speak about that. Yeah. I came here to speak about my shit. Those are the smart ones. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's not a lot, though. They, used to, they used to bait me. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I come, yo, what up, legend? What up, icon? This and that. They turn it on. Yo, what the fuck you think about homeboy? Yo, he's pussy, son. Right. Like, it's whatever, yo. Right. Mm. You wind up having beef with everybody for no reason. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, uh... We just got to be mindful. Right. It be is smart. more dangerous now. You know, drill music, these guys are straight up talking about, I'm going to kill Johnny Boy. Right. I'm going to do it now. <laughs> like, <laughs> this shit. And they right. dead ass serious. And then they got the whole world instigating it too. So right. it's like, it just makes everything worse. The whole internet is right there just watching everything instigating shit. Right. Like, it's just hyping so, it up. What, what, is, what is that, the Twitter account, uh, Daily Loud, like all yeah, that got, stuff? Yeah, just, all of that. Clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. It's crazy. Yeah, bro. That's why I was like, yeah, me and Mike, we just, we just want to talk to artists about like you know what they went through to create that thing or or to to be where they are like yeah the journey the story the, the rest you know it's like yeah. yeah and then gems that come out exactly. you hear shit you never heard before right. i remember my greatest gem that ever came out to me is i was interviewing bobby brown i could have mm -hmm. talked to him about drugs right. mm. i could have talked to him about whitney houston mm -hmm. i could have talked all the fucking normal bullshit that he don't want to do an interview for. Right. Mm -hmm. But we just kept the straight music, straight love, straight positivity. And then he came out of nowhere. He was like, yo, man, I ain't tell you about the time I taught Michael Jackson how to moonwalk. I was like, <laughs> yo, I wanted to take, yo. I wanted to break the yo. phone. Like, I could not believe he told me he taught Michael Jackson how to moonwalk. Nah, that's different. Yeah. And, so, and so, like yesterday, I was in Philly. There's a young boy that's a rapper. And he was performing, and he started doing all that shit. Right. Like, mm. all that, the hip shit. Yeah. <laughs> my man next to me, what, yo, hey, yo, what's my man? Y'all know him, not know him. He down with 50. Mm -hmm. Big boy from Philly. Oh, oh, you talking about Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike Knox. Yeah. Call me MK, Mike, baby. He's my yeah. man, yeah. right? He's family. So Mike Knox. Shout out, Mike. And I, I caught, like, a clusterfuck, right? Mm -hmm. But Mike Knox was with me. He was like, yo, that's the boy Uzi took the shit from. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm mm. like, what? And he was like, yeah, that's the boy, you know, they got video of him teaching Uzi the shit. Mm. But he's an underground rapper 
Uzi's bigger, that shit went crazy. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah. this type of shit been happening forever. Right. Bobby Brown said he taught MJ how to moonwalk. That's crazy. But out of positivity. <laughs> right. I wasn't in there getting on the mic trying to ask him all type of negative shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nah, right. Bobby Brown teaching Michael yeah. Jackson how to moonwalk is crazy. Yeah. That might be the craziest yeah. shit I heard all year. Yeah. So Bobby Brown. So, so what was the first big record that like absolutely popped and you're like, oh, I am I am stapled in here? Well, I ain't gonna lie, Flojo was in ninety three is my first single ever. It went number one in America rap single. Damn, your first single yeah. ever you dropped? Yeah, it went number one. That's and ridiculous. It was, yeah. And it was luck too, cause I wasn't nice either. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I wasn't nice like that. One take yeah. They Demi. just knew I was a real dude, mm -hmm. and they was just like, when they start, you know, we got a hundred guys, uh, army jackets. I'm talking hot shit, <laughs> and then when they did the history, everybody was like, "Oh no, he's the real deal." The right. boy he's talking that, he living that shit, so uh -huh. it blew up because of that cause effect. Of the realness. But, um. That changed my life because immediately I went from being a regular person that only that hood knew me to, you know, girls jumping on the on yeah. the van, dudes yeah. chasing me. You know, my right. uncle tells me a story um, that he was in jail and I went to pick him up like six months after Flojo. He yeah. says, he'd be like, yo, this guy, it's my uncle, my right. real uncle, so right. he can send me to hell if he want. Right? <laughs> and he'd be like, he tells me the story. He says, yo, man, you came to pick me up in jail. You said, now look. The car's a block away. Just know that we're going to have to run to the car because everybody, he can be like, get the fuck out of here. He was in jail yeah, he before he don't know the what's record going on. dropped. He don't know what's going he on. He come out. It blow up while he in there. I told you they chasing us. Yo, 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 yo. I call it nowadays, the only way for you to understand is the ice spice effect. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Like if you see on Instagram in the Bronx now, it's like, ah! Yeah, yeah, that's how they was acting. Right, yeah. We just ain't have social media then, but that's going crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. that was my fact. That was the type of shit that was going on. Yeah. And so uh the first big song I ever was on, like big song, was LL Cool J asked me to get on our shotcha. Mm. It was me, Foxy Brown's first feature, and she bodied that. Keith Murray, Prodigy, and LL. And and I had to go for what that's I know. So before that. that I was an underground rapper. And then he put me on that joint. And, you know, LL's my idol. LL, mm -hmm. KRS-One is my idol. So when um he asked me to get on that. So I never was like, strange fight. I was looking at it the other day. I said, so KRS-One's my idol. The reason I rap is because of KRS-One. He's the reason I, I, I like music now, too. I heard The Bridge is Over when I was like five years old. And I went home from my grandma's crib and I started playing that shit on my piano. Ever since then, I started playing. It was just play. incredible. Yeah, ever since then. I'm like, nah, I got to go home and play Yo, this shit on the piano. Ever since so, then. So, on my second album, Jealous One's Envy, I got him to get on a song with me. And so the other day, I was listening to that album out of nowhere. And I said, damn, man, like I went toe-to-toe -to -toe with my idol. Like I never right. shied away. Mm -hmm. You know, the LL Cool J song, He's my idol too. I come in. Who the fuck you think you talking to? Right, right. I pay dues. I spray crews. Look at Joey Crack. Motherfuckers be like he's bad news. <laughs> Running this racket from New York to Montego, slaughtering people. Bring a ton of keys from Puerto Rico. Yeah. Like I was on. I went crazy uh -huh. on that. Damn, this you know is so I mean? cool. Uh -huh. This is the biggest guy in the game. This is the coolest <laughs> shit of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because you know. So I never shot up. 
you know, when it when it turned into competition right. or shit like that, I always ready to go. Right. Got it. And then and then when Lean Back came out, I mean, you were you were it. Over it. That's way it after. was it. And so what happened with Lean Back was, um, so I had got robbed from my publishing when I was very young. So uh, yeah. there was a Latino dude stepped to me. His name is Jelly Bean Benitez. And uh, the man gave me $50,000, but he robbed me. The shit was probably worth like $10 million. Yeah, so, so for the first 15 years of my life, I got robbed by this guy, right? right? And, um, and so when I finally got off that, and on my own publishing, I used to hear these rumors of all, all these artists getting $2 million publishing deals, getting, you know, I'm hearing all this big shit. Right. So I, when I got free, I ran around and be like, yo, let me see if I could get this bag. And when I went to the, looking for the bag, they was like, yo, we got 250 for you. You know, we got 300 for you. Yeah. I was like, yo, you, you know, this, this is after what's like, big number right. ones in America. Right. So I turned around and then my lawyer at the time walked me to the truck and I was like, yo, what's up? I thought dude was getting two million. He was like, yo, Joe, you're not, you're not really hot right now. I said, ooh. I went down to Miami. I went and got Scott Storch. We yes. cooked that bitch up. Yes. Came back up in like two weeks with Lean Back. Then I, then I would show him. So if, if it was Lean Back, imagine you never heard Lean Back. And so you a publisher, I would get up there and go, my people don't dance. We just pull up a pants and do the rock away. I lean back. And, and the minute I did that, people's eyes was like, oh, we got the bag. We got Because yeah. that shit is just yeah. too catchy. Like, the, second, like, the second you made it with Scott Storch, we were like, this is going to be number one. Did you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. First of all, I was scared of the beat. So um, Scott Storch mm. produced the beat. I like to say... I assisted, so let me explain, right? I'm not a real producer, mm -hmm. right? So I never, uh, if you don't produce the shit, I don't think mm -hmm. you really deserve that much credit, but it's okay. But the way Scott Storch works is you can have a beat in your head and he'll play it. Mm -hmm. So I was telling him like, -na 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 and then the intro with the boom, boom, yeah. boom. So I was thinking of, <clears throat> I tell them, I need an intro that makes you feel like the movie Belly. Like mm. when they was going into the tunnel to stick them up and the yeah. eyes was like this. <laughs> you know, when they was walking in and then he was like, what? I was like, like, boom, 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 boom. And he did the shit. That's so so Scott Storch, he's one of the rare producers that could play whatever you mumble. That's right. really that's really playing music by ear. Like that's how I learned, but not to that extent. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, That's crazy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially since, you know, we're always growing, we're always changing as people. Therapy is important, y'all. Therapy is about deepening your self-awareness and understanding of yourself. Licensed therapists who can take you on that lifelong journey of self-discovery wherever you are in the world. Listen, if you are thinking or even just, you know, playing with the idea of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I promise you, you will not be let down. It's entirely online, so that means it's convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. The other day, I was literally filming at work, went in my dressing room during lunch, had a whole therapy session right there. Incredible. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And they're going to match you with the one that fits best for yourself. 
And you could switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash crew to get 10% off your first month with BetterHelp. Go get that. That's BetterHelp. Better. H-E-L-P dot com slash crew. BetterHelp, baby. We did Candy Shop, too. Yep, yep. I did Candy Shop. I yep. produced Candy Shop with, with, with Scott. So, but in any case, the lean back, we knew that shit was stupid. You a real yeah. producer. Then. You the minute that hook, not a real producer. the minute the hook came through, yeah. we was in Cali, had this studio in his house in his basement. It was in, the, in the garage, it was called Jerusalem. <laughs> nah, we, bro, I, we love DJ Khaled. Yo, so we were funny, so into that shit. Like we, the studio was called Jerusalem, <laughs> and we was up in there. And we was cooking that whole album, and I remember we brainstorming me calling Dre, and then and then I just said, Yo, you know what? Like Missy was winning so much. Mm-hmm. That your chick when the them bad, but they don't bad, but don't that your chick when the mother boom bad with it. But I had realized at that point that the hits, the biggest hits, were like simple shit that you just keep repeating. I'd be like, nah, it gotta be like Missy. It gotta be shit that people catch right. on and to. And I figured out where I was just like the last inch of it was the lean back, mm-hmm. lean back, mm-hmm. lean back. Yeah, after that was lean. over. So we knew that shit. That shit was gone. So yeah. lean back came out on Friday. Little John asked me to come out with him at Summer Jam on Sunday. That record was like a demo. Like right. it only came out Friday. We did Summer Jam two days later, 72,000 people was leaning back. They knew the song in two days like this. Damn, yeah. Shit was stupid. I never forget <laughs> yeah. because I look back because I was shocked myself and Kanye West was behind the fucking wall looking like he had the raccoon eyes. Like he was like. So if you say the remix that we got M on, Crazy. Mace M, he said, uh, M said, I got one for you. So M said, uh, uh, no, no. Uh, Eminem said, I called Dre, tell him we got a storm coming all our way. Yeah. Like, yeah, like he heard lean back. He knew that shit right. was mm-hmm. out of here. Right. Like, yo, we got a storm coming all our way. Like, yeah. it was that type of effect. Right. And something I never said about the lean back remix. See, people don't know that Mace is... Eminem's favorite rapper. He's also Kanye's favorite rapper. He's a bunch <laughs> of guys. Mace had the game in the choke. Nah, he, he was tough though. He they was loved smooth. him to death. So the way I got Eminem on the Lean Back remix was I got Mace had retired. It was over. He quit for a couple of years. Mm. Um, so I gassed him to come out of retirement and get on the Lean Back remix. He did it when he was at King of Harlem. Man, nobody made me leave. So once he did his verse, right. I played it for Eminem. And I was like, yo, Mace is out of retirement. He's on this joint. M was like, send it over. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Nah, Joe that's for the Latino. Elite, that's yeah, that's crazy. too smart, yeah. though. <laughs> that's really nah, you got to work the game. You nah, that's work elite, the system. Though. That's yeah. elite. That's dope. Oh, that is I so got to take notes. And, and, I got to take notes. And, so then, and then you did Make It Rain with Lil Wayne. How was that? Well, what happened was... Um, it's a whole story behind that. So I'm so from New York. I'm 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 a member of digging in the craze. This real boom bap hip hop. Right. DJ Premier, digging in the craze. This like we was just. You would have never thought when Fat Joe came out that he would make what's love. Right. Right. It's impossible. Right. Because we had the Army fatigue, Chucka boots, 
guns on our ways. Mm -hmm. we, we was wilding, right? right? <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and, and so, yeah, we was wilding. <laughs> and so, um, when it comes to Make It Rain, Make It Rain was like taboo at the time because I used like a Dirty South trap beat. Right. Mm -hmm. And nobody from New York would dare use that. But I went on tour and everywhere I went, all they was playing was this. Mm. Was it was trap shit like mm -hmm. this. And then I remember one time I'm in the club in Memphis and the guy says, Yo, I'm about to throw it back. And he played Jay-Z's The Rock Buildings in the Building Tonight. Oh, but that was like the hottest record at that time. Right. But because the sound, they weren't playing it like real hip-hop. No more. He, had, he assumed it's a throwback. Mm -hmm. And he played it. I was like, oh, no. I, if I want to get to the bag, I got to use like the Dirty South shit. shit. Right. So then I went to Scott Storch. He fought with me. He was like, nah, don't do this, man. You fucking New York digging in the crates. I'm like, I fought with him. Yo, Scott, we doing the trap shit. So we did it. And then um, uh, I did the, the whole song, the hook and everything. I played it for Irv Gotti. And then Irv said, you know, Irv, one of the biggest hit makers in the world. Mm -hmm. I said, yo, Irv. And Irv said, yo, I'm not going to lie. The record is hot. But if you had your little man sing the hook over, because he's from the South, right. it would make sense. So I went to Lil Wayne, and he just, he said whatever I had on the hook. He said, I make it rain, I make it rain. So that's how that shit came yeah, about. And that, right there, was really, really big for me because I had left, you know, Atlantic Records was fronting on me. I was like the biggest star in Atlantic Records, selling millions of records. I mean, they literally had a poster. It was, you want to get gassed? You want to feel gas, mm. clouded up? Mm. I used to walk in this building on 6th Avenue where fucking Fat Joe, they had a Fat Joe poster six stories high on the lobby. Of me, I walk in there like, <laughs> I'm the king of Zamunga. Yo, I'm the illest. Right? I mean, six right. stories, I would have right. thought the same One way. day I walk in there me. and it's a fucking poster of T.I. to the 6th. <laughs> they took my shit off. <sighs> So I go to the to the president's office and I'm like, what's up? He's like, yo, man, you you um you're not hot like that, man. You only sold a half a million records. You know, you 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 know, we got this new young guy, T.I. He's, he, he's selling two million records. So I said, you know what, man? That night I couldn't sleep and I started doing the, the numbers. I was like, you know what? You know, if I went independent and got seven dollars a record and sold 500,000 records, I would make three and a half mil. Right. These guys only get, I, I'm selling two, three million records, they only giving me a half a ticket. Right. Right, so I went back, I said, yo, you right. I'm washed up, don't worry, you'll never hear about me again, I'm going underground, this, this, that, boom, bap, this, great, yo, great, like they, like almost I had AIDS or something, they mm. was rushing me out of there. No, right. we'll sign off, you right. can go. Right. Right? And so I went independent, <laughs> and I put out Make It Rain that sold four million records. You put that out independent? Independent. Four million <laughs> records. I own masters, and everything to that tight. shit. That was the gift that kept giving. Yeah. <laughs> that shit kept coming like, yo, this shit was unreal. The checks coming in that one. That, yeah. What? Yeah, that's the good one. What, what are those conversations like? Like when you call when you call Lil Wayne, you're like, he just hops right on you like, this is my guy, you, you want to do the hook? Or like, what is that like? Little do you have Wayne to talk to teams? one of the most beautiful guys in the world. With Little Wayne, I ain't got to talk to teams. Right. I talk to Little Wayne. You know what I'm saying? So Little Wayne is one of the most uh, help somebody else out 
guy right. in right. the world. Like he'll do anything for you if he loves you. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's that's one of the thirty favors I asked Little Wayne. Mm -hmm. Little Wayne, you know, I got an ill record with Little Wayne called A Prophet that was on. Was I don't know Carter, what album. Carter three, Carter four. No, one? no, it was on my joint. I did one on his shit yeah, too, like Father, Like Son or something. Yeah, but. I did the prophet. It was like, yeah, I'm the prophet, the p -p prophet, p prophet. Mm -hmm, right. Call me the prophet, p -p prophet. I remember that song. Yeah. That shit was sick. That song. Yeah. So me and him, we made maybe 10, 10 songs or something like that. We had a real run going on because when Katrina happened, the storm in New Orleans, yeah. they moved to Miami. I already had set up shop down there, legendary. So mm -hmm, when they right. came, we was like, we welcomed them in and we be well, all damn. became a family. Right. So it was so weird. One studio I have Pitbull, the second studio I have Lil Wayne, the third studio I have Rick Ross, the fourth studio is me and Khaled. This shit was, was disgusting. Yeah. It was, was lit. lit. <laughs> and we was just jumping, yo, I need a verse. They'd be like, yo, come nah, over here, crash. So shit was really happening <laughs> yeah. like that, you know? That's um, a whole crib of just yeah. hits. Like that's a whole studio yeah. just But hits. nobody was like Lil Wayne. Because yeah. Lil Wayne at one point, he never went to a club. He never went to nothing. Twenty-four hours a day, he was just in that studio. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, salute Wayne, man. Wayne I am not a human. I am not yeah, a human. Wayne he said it himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's different. So, when did you get out of New York? When did you go to Miami? Man, I don't know. I went out of Miami because I was bound to get in trouble in New York. In several reasons. Uh, one day, so at one time, you know, Fat Joe, you know, you know, I really did the street shit, right? Like right. legendary, right? Right. And and so everybody who came out of jail from doing 10, 20 years were coming up to me like, all right, sir, reporting to duty. Right. What's up, my brother? This, like, you know, and then, and so one day, I'll never forget, I'm, nah, it's a real talk. Anybody <laughs> who did 20 years for doing some crazy shit, whatever, they was reporting for duty. Right. Like, all right, we got a spot for you. Don't worry about it. Right. This, this, it's a real dangerous thing, right? Yeah, and deep. so I was I, terrible. Like <laughs> if somebody would have threw a donut at me, they'd have fried the whole Madison Square Garden. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, these are notorious guys. Yeah, and so squad. I'm sitting there one day and I start looking, I'm in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. You know, I worked my whole life. You know, I used to sell drugs and hustle. Once I got a record deal, I never sold a drug again. Right. I changed my life totally legit. The last thing you want to do once you get in this game legit and you got the light on you is do some illegal shit and right. get wrapped up on right. some shit. Rico, like right. we see what's going on right. with all the younger right. guys. Right. I knew about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So right. when I was in the drug game, I seen all my friends go off the Rico. Right. So I already knew don't talk on the phone. I already knew don't, all this type of shit. So one day I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, the room and there's nothing but killers in there, yeah. alleged killers. Right. And they with me. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I said, yeah. I said, Joe, you're going to go to jail, man, for a long time. Right. We got to get out of here. And so I went to Miami and for various reasons, but that was the one main one is I had to stop me from me. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm they saying? We was, going, we was going to clubs. Um, so say we was going to clubs, right? They would stop the drug dealers that was really doing it the guys that was kingpin, they would stop them walking into the club. This is really their world. I'm, right. I'm a rapper now. Right. But they would stop them 
and we would just walk in the club like, you know, and they doing tight. too much. Mm -hmm. And then if they said something, we smacked their cheek off. We just <laughs> These are real drug dealers. Right. In the street every day, sacrificing, and Fat Joe the Rapper smacking their cheek off in the middle of the club. Right. Sooner or later, something was going to happen to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was going to be, like, too much. Mm. So I said, let me go to Miami. Fresh start. Um, I don't think I had an argument with nobody in Miami yeah. for 19 years. Like, right. I, it was just all smooth, all love, and we kept it like that. You know, Fat Joe in New York is definitely... Fat Joe's a different Fat Joe in Miami. Yeah. Fat Joe in Miami's a silk shirt. Yeah, nice yeah. guy. <laughs> for the cigars. Bougie. Good glasses. You know, full of shit. Yeah. Up here, black hoodie. Sunday brunch. <laughs> Sunday brunch. Sunday brunch. <laughs> Sunday brunch. <laughs> Kiki's on the river. <laughs> you know, shit like that. We did Kiki dirty last week. <laughs> oh, y'all was out there? Yeah, we was out there last Come week. On, that shit beautiful. Yeah. And then the thing about Miami, so, so, the thing about Miami is everybody seems to be rich. Right. So all my friends be like, come on my boat, come on my boat, come on my boat. I'm the brokest guy there. Right. Different when as soon as I'm coming in New York and I see them rusty buildings, mm -hmm. it immediately lets you know like, yo, uh, mm -hmm. saddle up, right. we out here. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a fact, it's a black hoodie low key. Yeah. <laughs>
And so you get a survivor's guilt. Uh, survivor's guilt Gee. means you grow up in the hood, you feel bad that you're making money, uh, the friends you grew up with ain't getting no money, whatever the case, so you bring them, right? So it, it was that once, I would like to think, I'm not sure, but I like to think everything you see, when you go somewhere, you see these young rappers, I almost think I invented it. Right. So I'm almost thinking Fat Joe's the inventor of the entourage. Right. Mm. Where I perform on stage with 40 guys with me. I'm walking around with 40 guys. You know, if I bought a Cadillac truck, I bought 40 Cadillac trucks. Yeah. If I'm at the Four Seasons, there's 40 rooms in there. We eat lobster steak every night like, Mm. I think I invented that. Right, you know, right. it, every even the priests had TS chains. <laughs> right? So we try to keep it real to keep it real goes wrong. Right. And then you realize that what you got to look out for, young brothers, is uh, and sisters, because the girls is winning more than oh, the guys now in the hip-hop game. Shout out to the ladies, man. You got to see um, if this posse or this entourage or whatever you want to call it, the crew... The set, you know, if they got your best interest, right? So we see that, like, everything keeps coming up with, like, John Morant. John Morant yeah. is very young, mm -hmm. and he got a bunch of young dudes with him. Do they, do they feel like their future is the NBA? Do they feel like their future is a billionaire yeah. or whatever? So that's what you got to think about. When you're walking around with 20 dudes from the hood, they might not have... I'm going to be Robert De Niro or Denzel one day. They right. have, like, we here fucking somebody front. We'll stab somebody. We don't care. Right. Now you're on the news. Right. You're on the news. Right. And so you got to watch these people. It's, it's so hard. But anybody i ever seen successful, always the crew shortens as time goes. Your right. circle has to get shorter. Right. Because, unfortunately, as much as you want to help people, by default, they get themselves out the game. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, we got guys, we let them mess up. Fat Joe's a real forgiving guy. So I let you mess up five times, 10 times, 15 times, and then it comes a day where you do some shit foul enough to I'm saying, yo, bro, I can't fuck with you no more. Right. And they can't believe it. They're mm -hmm. like, yo, you let me go five other times. I was more disgusting the other. Nah, yeah. I can't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And so over the years, I had to pretty much let go. I'm talking about 40, 50 different guys that I grew up with, that I wanted to help, that I wanted to show the world, that I wanted to take around the world right. because they was flawed and they didn't have my my best interests. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think it comes a time where everybody got to do that and you got to <laughs> watch these snakes. The only thing I could tell you is the guy who killed Nipsey Hussle, he's in pictures with Nipsey. He, he, Nipsey right. Hussle knew this guy. Right. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, it be the ones closest to you. Right. They want to do you harm. Why? They look at their life. They see that they're not successful. Why is he more blessed than me? Why is this guy or she's getting to the bag more than me? Um, I'm, you know, I'm tough too, or I'm this, or I'm that. Mm. And they, they, grow, they grow this animosity or this jealousy towards you to where they could stab you in the back. Not only that, there's guys that's close to you that take your kindness for weakness. Right. And because you want to act like, or oh, I could play you if I want, but I don't want to do that. You're my brother. I don't want to do that. So you're being kind to them, and they take it for weakness. Yeah. And then those are the guys you got to give it to, and then you look crazy when you give it to them. You know what? Yeah, see, I done been through that. Up or down That's or all around. Shit. It's almost like you want to show them the possibility of, like, 
look yes. look what's out here like look what i've you know achieved mm. even if you achieved a tenth of this and made yourself an asset of some sort other than you're willing to shoot someone like mm. if we all rich like everything's going to be good and they just no, I'd rather mindset. get the legit guy to shoot. Mm. Right. Mm. I'd rather pay a retired cop right. or a legit security $500 so they can have the gun. And if somebody fronts and somebody, something happens, God forbid, we security let the people handle. deal with the people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, for years, we used to think the real shit is having your man with the hammer, distance. That ain't it. Right. That ain't, that ain't smart. Right. You know, because then you're in the news and you fuck your whole shit up. Did you have any situations like that where you were, it was Fat Joe on the news, this, that? Like, was it happening a lot? Or? I got arrested a bunch of times. I might have I got locked up and sued maybe 15, 20 times in my life. Damn. So I've always been violent. Right. I've always been violent. And, and even to this day, you know, I reprogrammed my mind over the years to uh, deal with... Re with impulsive behavior over the years. I have to reprogram my mind because when I grew up, all I knew was violence, how to react violently. Mm. So even to this day, somebody disses me, I have to like, right. yo, Joe, Take you a see the bigger picture, you chilling, you was just with the mayor of New York yesterday. Do you really want to be on a sep uh, Channel 7 News beating somebody up on 122nd and 1st? <laughs> right? So it, you have to like really, really reprogram your mind to uh, stay positive and stay focused. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's even hard for somebody like me. When I was growing up, all I knew how to be. So they sued me 15, 20 times. They did the same thing to Mike Tyson. They'll tell you the yeah. dumbest shit. Your mother's yeah. a lesbian. Fuck your <laughs> yeah, father. Yeah, you're yeah. this. Yeah. Boom. Next thing you know, you're in jail. The cops come. Yeah. Excuse me. So to answer your question, when I was your age, I was on the news every week out yeah. here. Yeah. New York City news niggas walking me out here. Yeah. Fat Joe for assault and robbery. Yeah. It'd be it's a guy with robbery. a see-through yeah. chain on yeah. it. Talking about I robbed him. Yeah. I got a million dollars in jury yeah. on. Nah, it's disgusting. Yeah. You smack their phone away or something like that. They rob you your phone. You wind up. Right. They sue you. You got to pay them 30, 40,000, 50,000. Right. You know, I, I got hip to that. Right. Mm. Now they do that. I'll be like, you're my man. Good luck. Yeah. Mm, and I'm keeping it moving on yeah. you. Like, I, yeah. good luck. Yayo was talking a lot about that, how they were dealing with that with G-Unit. And, and 50 was getting pissed at, at them. Be like, you guys are fucking my shit up. Like, every time on tour. And that's mm. when they had to, like, kind of chill out. Bro, totally. at first yeah. I used to take, when I was first, first started, you know, I grew up with a wild bunch of guys. Right. So I used to take them to my shows and they always wound up beating up the fans. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. stomping out the fans. Yeah. The fans are like, you got to flow, Joe. Next thing I know, they like stomping out right. the fans. I say, yo, y'all can't, all right, you can't come. No, but why? Now you can't come. Because now you can't come. <laughs> and every show I had to drop somebody else off because they was beating up, I mean, the fans. Right. You know, because sometimes fans can be, be annoying. Maybe heckling. Right. Right. Sometimes right. the fan, not just heckling, too much love they can give. Well, when we go at the <laughs> club, sometimes people be grabbing. Yeah, they be jumping on. want to make out with right. them. Right. Right. Yeah, like, yo, my man, but calm down, Bobby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no, but I love you. But, you don't but, understand. And, and, and uh, yeah, a drunk yeah, fan, right. too much, too much, too much, is looking over. to get. It's over. Right. The beats. Yeah, right. You know, and, and so some of those <laughs> guys over. got beat up. Right. They were showing too much love. Yeah. Do you? How do you deal with the too much love drunk guys? Nah, yeah, that's, I'm, well, DJ and them be handling them. Yeah. DJ Reef and them, they just, yeah. they yo, come on, yo, back up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Just like, thank you, bro, I appreciate it. And then me, what's I, the weird, let me ask y'all a question. What's yeah. the weirdest thing a fan ever did for y'all, did to y'all? 
Mm. I, I he has a he has like a stalker and shit. So it's different. Yeah, it's ill. Let me hear about it. Yeah, I mean, it's not really. It's not bad. Like if I post somewhere, he's there, and it's not like a um. It's not, it's, I don't feel, ever feel in danger. He just wants a picture. <laughs> like, like everywhere he goes, he knows his like, flights and everything. <laughs> he calls airlines. He, he sees when I'm landing, if, I, if I'm at the airport. It's crazy stuff nah, like that. He's bugged out. Right, <laughs> but, but it's, not, it's not anything that I ever feel in danger. Like, I've been in contact with I'm like, you got a picture with me yesterday. What's this picture <laughs> Why today? Why do you want the same yeah. shit, bro? And he's not even an autograph I'm guy. I'm just in Dubai. They love Fat Joe in Dubai for no reason. Right. They're super, and salam alaikum, my brothers. Yeah. I love you too. <laughs> But um, this one dude was like, oh, my God. And he takes the picture and keeps saying, another one. Oh, my God. Another <laughs> one. Fat Joe. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yo, bro, you took 10. Yeah. Poppy, relax. <laughs> this, this, like, yo. So Slim, it's Machine Gun Kelly's DJ. And he, they've been torn for like, you know, 10, 15 years when, when Kels had no one in, the, in, you know, in the. He was rapping for five, 10 years and no one was listening. And then all of a sudden, he, now he's got this big audience. Um, but he he told me one thing one time. We were in Vegas, and people were going crazy. I, we went to go to a baby show, and everyone was. We, we were in the section. Everyone was asking for me. No one was even really watching the show. I'm like, the, I, I'm trying to watch the baby perform, <laughs> and everyone came over as picture, picture, picture. It's and at one point, part. I couldn't even enjoy the show. <laughs> I was like, damn, this sucks. And I was kind of pissed off, drinking a little bit. And then Slim sat me down. He put his arm around me, and I was like, why the fuck is these people like not let me enjoy my night? And he's like, listen. It is so rare. Some of these people only ever see a celebrity one time in their life. That's correct. So it put into perspective because it's like I can't, I can't be mad at them because when you walked in, I was like, holy shit, Fat Joe is in here. Like, <laughs> I'm still a fan of people at that I, you know what I mean? So I get it. Like, I, I don't think I'm better than anyone else, but it just sometimes it, it gets in the way. It gets upsetting, right? Because you might want to spend time with your family. Right. Like me, I'm a real good concert goer. Like, I like the regular seats. I don't want to be in a suite. I mm -hmm. like to feel like a feel fan. Experience. I'm singing. You feel the experience. I'm like, uh, obnoxious. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm a fan of Babyface, I'm standing up singing every right. word. Mm -hmm. I don't care. But, um. Yeah, was at Mary so, J. Blige two weeks ago. And I was like, ooh. I was like, <laughs> say it was in Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. No, no, uh, in LA. In LA. In LA. Yeah. And it's like, it's crazy because it's like, you want to be a fan, but they taking that away from you because. Mm. But you know, we all prayed to be famous. We all prayed mm -hmm. to be successful. So right. that's this is what, we what asked happened. For. It's crazy you bring up Machine Gun Kelly because I remember I was in um, BET Awards, I think. That was the night me and 50 Cent had squashed our beef. Yeah. Officially, we wow. was doing the tribute for Chris Lighty. And I come in the back, and Rick Ross and Young Jeezy was getting into like a scuffle. Like, I, I mean, that shit was a crazy night, right? Yeah, I can imagine. So Rick Rolf and, and Jeezy was like, they got in a shoving match, right? So I'm coming. Where they here is here in this hallway. I'm in this hallway. I'm hearing it. I don't actually see it. This guy, Machine Gun Kelly, ran so fast. <laughs> no, no, listen. So fast. You know when you run so that fast shit. that you yeah. can't turn? Yeah. That the man ran up the wall, came out this side, kept running. I, I'm telling you something. I'm not lying yeah. to you aerodynamically. <laughs> the man ran, right, and was trying to turn here. I'm here. And the man ran up the wall, kept running, and ran past. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. He, was, <laughs> he wanted out of there. Yeah. He was not bad boy at that point. He got the fuck out. I've never Yo. seen somebody run faster. Yo. You know how you run 
And right. it, you, you can't, you, you can't, you, you can't start sliding like a cartoon. You sliding, you gotta get the fuck out of here, right? This guy runs up the fucking wall, past me. I could never, I never, you know, to this day, Machine Gun Kelly's a good dude. I never. I could never just see him and not see that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Every time I see him, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, you would think they was pulling out bazookas or yeah. something. He probably yeah. thought something was about to happen. Oh, yeah. Listen, Manscaped's got you covered. We got the performance package 4.0. We keeping you fresh all summer, baby. Listen, if you've been tuned into The Crew Has It, you know the boys only use Manscaped. They have literally everything. They have the ball deodorant. They have the... the, the so we got the lawnmower 4.0. Keep the, you know, the lawn hedge, you know what I'm saying? Keep the lawn, you know, good and shit. It has the cutting edge ceramic blades to, you know, minimize those little shaving accidents. They also got the 4000K LED light, so you ain't missing nothing. You know what I'm saying? You ain't missing nothing. You can shave in the dark. I mean, I don't know why you were shaving the dark, but listen, if you felt like it, then you could do it because Manscaped got you. And it's also waterproof. You could shave in the shower, in the pool. I don't know why you would be doing that in the pool either, but I mean, listen, whatever you want to do, you do it because Manscaped makes it possible. You know what I'm saying? Manscaped makes anything possible. In case you catch the shadow, we got a light, baby. So Manscaped is giving our listeners only two free gifts, okay? They're going to give you the Manscaped boxers and they're going to give you the Manscaped travel bag, baby, all in one. Now listen, now listen, let me tell you something. These boxers are wonderful. They lightweight, breathable, you know, boys could breathe down there, stretchy, comfortable. Feels like you just got like some like pajamas on or something. And Mikey, I know how much I know how much you like pampering the nails, the feet and the nails, okay? You need the shears 2.0, okay? Yeah, man. What are you, you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to go to the beach in flip-flops and your nails are going to look disgusting? No. You got to get the shears 2.0. Groom it a little bit, baby. Get the clipping, baby. Get the clipping. Listen, man. Go get your 20% off and the free shipping because you know the boys at the crew. We don't, we don't rock with the shipping. We don't like paying for shipping. So listen, manscaped.com and make sure y'all use the code CREW. Use the code. 20% off, free shipping. Come on. What are we doing, Mike? Um, Keeping the balls fresh. Well, I was going to say go back to the episode, but yes, keeping the balls fresh. Oh, no, we're not getting back to the episode yet. We got to make sure everybody's balls is fresh. <laughs> See, he cares about you, okay? Michael cares about our listeners. Make sure you go to Manscaped, support the boys, support the pod. We love you. Smooth sex summer. Back to the episode. Wait, so so what What was that? What was the whole fit? Like, what was that like? Like, I couldn't imagine beefing with 50. Like oh. and with G Unit and those guys, like, cause oh. we're around fifty so much, so we yeah. we see the behind the scenes, we see the in the hotel, like we see that, and I, I like this is fucking crazy. He's just out of his mind. So it's like at that point, were you like, shit, we got our work cut out for us, or was it more like, nah, I'm ready for this? Like, what, what was, was the vibe? They definitely ready for that shit. They right, right, You know what I'm saying? So, but that's the one you uh, like. He was a formidable opponent, right? Um, and and. I don't want to dwell on that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, thank God we're brothers. We're brothers, and um, and and that's that's over. But that yeah. was like you know it is what it is. Like yeah. we, was, you know what I'm saying. He really Big is names. such a he really is such a good guy that like it, great it, guy. Yeah, just one, one of the greatest people ever. Like immediately took Michael under his wing, took I, me under his wing I'll when tell I joined you the later. The funniest shit in the world. Just last week I was in the airport. Fifty comes out the plane. We say what's up, we hug each other. I get on the plane to Dallas. 
I, I got no time, so I go. I ain't even get time to change. I show up to my show. It's a festival, 30,000 people. Yeah. And the first song I do is New York with Ja Rule with me mm. on stage. It was the craziest yeah. shit I ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sitting there like, I just seen I just 50 see <laughs> in, in fucking Jersey come right. off the plane. I get on the plane. First guy I see is Ja Rule. I'm like, yo, we doing New York? Yeah, let's go. First song. <laughs> Damn. It's the craziest yeah, shit. Yeah, um, yeah, but, too. you know. We got we got over that for hip hop and for the youth, right? So that the the youth know you can argue with a dude, make fun of a right. dude, but you can get away with this, um, nonviolent. Right. I think that's the most important part. Is like a lot of this stuff that's going on right now. People just think it's like you either come out in a body bag or you know that's it. Where it's like uh, now, nah, like look at look at Fat Joe and Fizzy. Look, look at the people. You could well, be man enough to hash it out, man. The, right. There you go. People thought it would end up in a body bag, right? But thank God it. God wanted different. Did Eve? Did Eve? Because Eve's been on the show. Eve did, had a lot to do with the piece. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. Eve was definitely friends with. with Eve was friends with. You know, I put Eve in the game. Yeah, mm. I discovered Eve. Yeah. So Eve, and when he came to me and said, "Yo, Fifty want me to shoot videos for him," I was like, "Go get that bag, right. bro." That guy got the bag, and then so I guess over the years he kept trying to chip away and be like, "Yo, y'all guys would love each other if y'all right. knew each other." Right. Mm -hmm. Like you gotta be kidding me. Right. So and then it finally went down. I think it was, I think, uh, Eve softened the hit. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you know he just was like, you know, same thing happened with um with totally different thing, but Jay Z and me, you know we we had issues, and then I met. I hung out with OG Juan by mistake. We had court sides at the game together, mm -hmm. who's Jay-Z's best friend. And me and him, we kicked it the whole game, talking shit, yo, this, that, this, that. And then another time I seen him again, and then it, it, I think it broke the ice where right. he went back to his man and was like, yo, y'all bunking out. You and Fat Joe be the coolest dudes right. in the world. Like, mm -hmm. And we are. We family. We brothers. He's so good at that. Cause he did I, I mean, I, did I mean OG? Did I mean OG? I think I seen him when, at one of the games. Which, which yeah, 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 yeah. He you got met the Frankos. The, the one, that's, he got the no, Frankos. no, that's Pecas. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, that's Sean Pecas Costner. <laughs> <laughs> Two different guys. But, oh, I could have swear. Oh, I thought that was him. He's so funny. He's good with that because with the Joe stuff, he was like, man, you guys would love each other. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, he like, yeah, yeah. He, he like, tries to like, say with, that same like, exact thing. With Joe Sikori, he was like chipping away it a little bit. He's like, you guys would love so each other. y'all got beef? You and I mean, they we did, did but they we did. did now. Tycoon Weekend was crazy last Tycoon. year. Oh, I was out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was crazy. Yeah. They was, For they real? Was yeah, on my dude, floor. it was crazy. Complex, TMZ. I heard it on my floor. They was in the elevator. It was in the elevator. Yo, Joe's my guy. Now... We have we are I talk to him all the time. We're we're trying to do shows together, produce shows together. Like I'm trying to bring some scripts from Mike and I to him. Like we're we're like that now. It's kinda like you and fifty like beautiful guy. Right. One of the greatest people and his brother Albin, another great guy, like look just Shout like out him. Uncle Joe, man. They're just like him. Yeah. Look like his twin. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, sometimes thank God that you're man enough to uh hash it out and see right. through that. Mm -hmm. You know, because then a lot of guys you wind up Loving the most is guys you respect, cause you know, yo, this is my, this this is my op, right? <laughs> and I know how he handles himself, right? And so they respect you, the vice versa, and then y'all gain the respect, and you be like, you know, you know, That's sometimes you, you you wind up loving each other more than. Guys, you grew up right. With. That's real. Right. That's real. What, what was your favorite tour you ever did? Yeah, I was just about to say because you was, was talking Mike about the shows. Yeah, I love the tour stories. Yeah. I mean, you know, you had um, some crazy shit on the tour. I don't know, man. I think one time we had this tour. You know, I, you know, my favorite 
uh, time in hip hop was when Big Pun was alive. Rest yeah. in peace. Rest in peace, Big peace, Pun. And I remember me and him did a House of Blues tour, and and um, it was just Big Pun and Fat Joe. And I remember we had what Don Cartagena. My album was coming out, and we was taking the poster boards and putting them up in every city. And right. we we had some of the greatest times together, me and Pun. I'll tell you a story. We had Big Pun album release party. There was a club in New York that was like, it was called Carbon. It was like five, ten thousand people, bigger than live. Right. Right? At the time in Manhattan, it was sold out. And all the people I ever looked up to, Russell Simmons, (laughs) Russell Simmons, you know, the whole industry was there, Chris Lighty, Mm -hmm. anybody you name who I ever looked up to, I respected rappers, they was all there. So I walk up in the back. This is our moment, Terror Squad. Right. Um, big big pun, we about to drop his album. I walk in the back room. This guy is drunk, laying on the table. This is big pun, laying on the table. Right. Swimming on the table, like acting like he was swimming, doing all this shit on yeah. the table, right? Like he thought he was in the pool or some shit. I'm right. like, yo. That's a me shit. I'm looking at everybody. I'm like, yo, are y'all, are y'all serious? Right. Like, how the fuck y'all let this guy get this drunk? And, right. it, you know, maybe it's nerves. I don't. So I'm like, I'm like, yo, pun, fuck you. We start arguing, right? But he's just laughing. He, he's drunk out his mind. Right. So he's vomiting. I don't know how. He got like a helmet, like a Mets helmet or a Yankee helmet. And, he, and he's vomiting in the the fucking helmet. And I'm sitting there like, yo, this is, I'm, I'm arguing with everybody, right. right? Because this is our first day. I'm like, fuck. He can't perform. Right. So they keep like, the promoter's like, yo, they're going to shut us down. Some, you got to touch the stage. I'm like, right. he can't perform. Right. And I'm like, he's like, yo, but you got to touch the stage. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yo, it's 10,000 people. This shit's going to be crazy. So I go out there and they play Twins Deep Cover, right? So I come on and I'm like, ready for war, Joe? I'm like performing. And out of nowhere, you hear, Dead in the middle of little, 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 we know that we riddle to middle, man, who didn't do diddly. It was pun. Yeah. The crowd went into a frenzy. He came out of nowhere. They stopped the music. I turned around. He looked at me. He was laughing, smiling. We had to do that shit like eight times. Then he took, I think we got like 20000 up, which was 20000 was a million dollars yeah. at that time. Yeah. Especially you see it no, in no, the no, cast, no, no. too. 20000 was a million. I'm <laughs> right. being honest with you. I mean, it ain't like we wasn't getting 20000 but it was big. I, when right. I came from Flojo, 500 right? The guy goes in his pocket and throws out the whole 20000 in the crowd. Like, throwing it in the crowd. He ain't give up. I was like looking at him like, yo, this is the money. <laughs> This is Yo. this was the money we made. Oh like what God. is fuck is wrong with you? Right. But uh that that was an ill that was an ill night. Yeah. Real ill night. God, that's that's dumb so dope. Like probably off that night alone, y'all got y'all got triple that twenty out of that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just cause he just cause he threw it. They was like, oh he threw we ran it up, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But you know that. That, that those were memorable times. You, you know gotta know do shit saying? like that, man. You gotta you gotta leave a memory. You know, we used to go to the tunnel. Um, the tunnel was like Rikers Island with girls. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was Rikers Island with girls. The bouncers <laughs> was like seven feet tall, cock diesel. Um, 
And I remember one day we was performing and somebody said some shit to Pun and Pun took off his chain and started whipping the dude down with the fucking, and a big Pun chain. In order for a chain to look like a normal size, right. it has to be yeah. as big as a refrigerator yeah. on Big Pun. <laughs> yeah. The nigga take it, he take the shit out, it look like he hitting you with a fucking cereal box, solid <laughs> platinum yeah. cereal box. So he whipping the shit at him. Yeah. I do. You know, Peter Guns was there, Lord Tariq. It was it, it, like we we had so many different uh, crazy uh, tour stories. It was, was out having of this fun. world. Yeah. Oh, we was having fun. Y'all was having fun. And we lucky we here. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. As a fact, too. Who who are some of the um the artists now that you listen to? Because I'm always curious, like. Who are the like? I'm curious who Fifty listens to. Like, I'm curious mm-hmm. who Fat Joe listens to. Like, who are the people now? Got your ear right now. Where, I'm gonna be honest question. with you, and and say that uh, nowadays I listen to Luther Vandross, Sade, Key Sweat, uh, Babyface, and Nita Baker. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm more like smooth and calming now right mm-hmm. you know uh if you i would have family. to say artists i would say summer walker mm-hmm. uh i think she's incredible um uh puffing them dropped this album on this girl named jazzy mm-hmm. i'm still telling you r&b yeah. hip-hop wise uh new rapper to get me go crazy nobody's gotten me crazy yeah mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who 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 drives y'all crazy? Right now, I mean, I wouldn't say anybody drive me crazy. Um, but there's definitely a few artists that like you know they doing anything. Yeah, little baby, little Dirk. Yeah, obviously those those is givens. Yeah. Um, Young boy. Um, that's why I listen to. That's why I like. Well, those guys yeah. are like. I listen yeah, to dance. They're the obvious ones. I, ones. I yeah. listen to a lot of dance song music. I listen to, like Skang, Craft, yeah. Tommy Lee. But as far as like hip hop, I listen to Joey. Obviously, Will Face Joey. That's my right. boy. I What's his name? Will Face Joey. I make I make hella music. Will too. Face Joey. Wolf is like Wolf. Wolf Ace Joey. Wolf Ace Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tough. Yeah. He like he be, he be making like like good like little party music and shit like good vibes. Yeah. Um, you know who I discovered recently, and, y- and y- y'all could go look him up. But this uh this white dude, his name is Jelly Roll. Oh yeah, Jelly Roll. Yeah, I heard of that. Is he big? Yeah, I mean, he kind of got big through like comedy. I heard that. Like name. the comedy Jelly circuit. Roll? Yeah, of like going on like a lot of the comedians' podcasts, and he got just this big following. And then yeah, he, he's he's like a he's a big dude now. Now he's I think he's like America's Got Talent now. He's like hosting Jelly Roll. Like, yeah. Damn, yeah. I ain't know that. Yeah. And so what happened to me was I heard a song. On uh, where was that? Dallas. And I heard a song and I asked somebody to Shazam it and they was like, oh, that's Jelly Roll. Right. And so for my airplane flight, I downloaded all the Jelly Roll. <laughs> and I was listening. I was like, yo, this motherfucker nice. And he so? feels good. Yeah. He's, he's about God. He's about, you know, he used to use drugs. He's like a rapper, country singer. Right. I don't know how to explain it to you. And then what? what's the man? Yellow Wolf is yeah, on this shit. That's what I was going to say. He's like that's a, why you said Joe Face right. Wolf. Right. That's what I thought about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Jelly Roll's my new guy. Yeah, Yellow Wolf and him are, are have a little bit of similar Now you got to be, you know, it's different. You just strictly hip-hop, this might not be for you. Right. But one day that you, you want to feel like God is in the room or something. Right. Jelly Roll. Yeah. Dead nice. He's big yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's blown up now. 
he's he's definitely. I think he's literally hosting like a, a, like an America's Got Talent or something, Sick, which is because crazy. I That's didn't why. know. Yeah. I didn't know. That's I was in the Dallas. We yeah. was at the Dallas Cowboy facilities. Yeah. And his joint came on, and I was like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah. And they was like, I said, see who's there? They look, it's a jelly roll. Yeah. And I listened to his whole, every song he probably made on the plane coming over here, and I was just like. That's fire. I said, damn, this dude is dope. Yeah. He's talking that shit. Yeah. He talking like shit we can relate to, but in a country way. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty crazy. We'll we'll talk a little power and then we we'll, we'll get you out of here. I'm just curious your thoughts. So, what is your what's your favorite episode of Power ever? Power or Ghost? Any of them? You could pick one or like a scene that you love. Mm. Nah, because the devil in me had another a, a quick. Uh, uh, a fast answer, yeah. which would be disrespectful, but um, um, this guy used to get me really upset. <laughs> <laughs> really Damn, you had Fat Joe in his living nah, room being like, "Fuck Tariq." We we all got kids and right. all. I was like, "This motherfucker, man! Like, yo, man, stick to the code, man. Like, what's real, up with though. this dude, man? This, this, that." So. He's done did so many, they, he's like, they made you a slime ball. I don't yeah. know if you know, like, you foul as shit, nah, right? Nah, yeah, nah, 100%. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then you, you know, uh, it's, you remind me of some of, my, some of my friends who didn't have to hustle right. or sell drugs and wanted to be on the block. Right. You went crazy for the adrenaline. Right. <laughs> no pun intended. Right. So, uh... You know, these dudes are crazy. You know, y'all relatable, but um, my favorite episode, man, is 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 so hard to say because, you know, I've been a, I've been a fan since day one. Right. Yeah, it's damn near twelve yeah. seasons. Five, like, it's hard. It's hard seasons. to choose. Yes. Yeah. I just I just was curious if you had if you had like a like a favorite uh moment power moment or, or episode that you love. Um, but yeah, it is a lot. Like it's, it's that's that hard to choose. Yeah, huh? That's that's hard to choose. Like no, yeah, it's there's so many episodes. Yeah. It's so, and it's so crazy. It, your sister got killed. Right. Yeah. That was emotional. That was crazy right. right there. Right. I was uh, getting I was getting it for that one too. Huh? I was getting it for that one. They, they wouldn't let me live that down for the longest. Yeah, like regular people. Yeah. Why you let your sister? Do you die? ever think that they uh look at you like like homeboy? You say Joseph. I know he likes to be called Joseph. Right. Mm-hmm. But I walked in the streets with them a couple of times. They just, Tommy, Tommy, oh, yeah, Tommy, yeah. Tommy, yeah, Tommy. Yeah. They don't want to hear you're nope. someone else. They don't. They don't. At all. Yeah, it's crazy. That's been happening. It's one longer. guy, real famous actor, this white dude, great actor. He he was in the movie, in the, in the thing, he was a rapist, right? I never looked at him the same. Right. Yeah. It's tough. I don't understand why, yeah. but it's It'd like. It be like that sometimes. Right. It bothers me, right? Like, I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy because it's not that I ain't never like him no more because I know he's an actor, but it was so disgusting. Like, Mm. what's a role you won't play? That. um, A rapist? Yeah, I ain't playing that. Um... Yeah, none of that weird crazy. I shit I could play that just because I feel like th- those you sto- could play that. Those, but those stories are those stories are told for a reason. You know what I mean? Those stories yeah. are never told to shed light on it. It's always told to shed light on what like what women go through and stuff I like that. I learned so much. Right. So from television, I could do that. Movies. Right. So right. much. What's your favorite movie of all time? Can you choose? I could I I could choose some, but I could tell you Bronx Tale. Right. Yeah, I love Bronx Tale. Yeah. When I got fire. shot. 
when I got shot in real life, I got shot because this guy owed me $10. And I kept fucking with him. Right. Meanwhile, I had 20000 30000 cash in my pocket because we was hustling, getting the big principle, money. Though. And I kept fucking with him. Yo, you got my $10? You got This guy was a punk. I'm not lying to you. If I, if I got shot by a real guy, I would have told you. I right. got shot by a dude that was so scared that I wanted my 10 bucks that it went against me and the guy shot me. Right? And that's that. You know, the lesson to learn that is similar to the movie Bronx Tale. Right. When he kept chasing the guy who owes him two, three dollars, and one day Sonny told him, like, yo, he's doing you a favor. You got rid of this guy for two dollars. He's a bum. Leave him alone. See, no, I ain't have no Sonny to tell me that. Mm-hmm. And I learned the hard way. Right. So movies have always taught me. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is a movie called Wanderers. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was a kid, I used to watch this movie. It was all about gangs. And the Fordham Baldies and, you know, don't Wanderers, fuck with the wands. It's very old. So you'll be look at it and you'll be like, yo, this is crazy played <laughs> yeah. out. Because yeah. <laughs> I used to watch it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love this other movie. What's up? My man with the deep voice, James L. Jones. He was the uh, sanitation man. Claudine. I think the movie was Claudine. She was a mother, single mother. He used to come look out for her. She tried, She was really pretty, too. Right. I used to watch that movie every time when I was a kid. Um, of course, we big Scarface fans. Mm-hmm. So I would say Scarface, Godfather. Yep. Godfather. You, God. love, you love all those movies. I yeah, love, yeah. I love Godfather, that. Godfather, yeah. Scarface. Yeah. And I like uh, a lot of violence. Right. Yeah, I love those So, you know, now my, my shit is like John Wick, right. the whole series. I'm a sucker for Jason Bourne. Anytime yep. the shit come on TV, I get on there. Yeah. I got a new hero. His name is Cecil. Have you seen Cecil? Mm-mm. Nah. What's oh, it He makes John Wick look like a church boy. <laughs> what is it? What he is kills it? Kills everybody. <laughs> Y'all gotta watch Ch- Cecil. Cecil, I teach you S I S U. He'll teach you how to kill. S I S U. Oh Cecil. my God. I gotta. I gotta start texting Fat Joe for some movies. Yeah, yeah, I love. I love John Wick when, um. You seen that Extraction 2's coming yeah. out? Did yep. you see Extraction 1? Mm-hmm. So I love John Wick. I love movies like Raid. Right. I love movies that's all about killing. Right. Like mm-hmm. not scary movies. Right. Real like killing. Action, action, cool action. Gang, action right. Killing you. Right. Um. There's a movie I want y'all both to see. Okay. Right. It's a horrible movie. <laughs> no, no. It's a horrendous movie. It's called I Saw the Devil. Uh-huh. I saw the devil was about serial killers. When I tell you it's the most disgusting shit you ever seen, but I guarantee both of you that at the end of the movie, by the end of the movie, you'll say to yourself, I saw the devil. Oh, <laughs> hell no. I'm watching that Yo, shit. Yo, I'm telling you, you'll be like, I saw the devil. I saw the devil. Matter of fact, it might be my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> it's disgusting. I, I, Yo... It's the most disgusting. It's the most disgusting. Yeah, I like I that. We got some homework. It's we got like some that. homework. Yeah, I saw the devil. My my last question. I just want to know what what def, doing the Def Jam video game was like because that's my favorite game of all time. What was that experience like? I mean, we talked to Method on set all the time, and he was like, you know, they gotta do that shit again. He bro. was like, Blaze, it was too crazy. But bro. when you see Fat Joe come out of the Range Rover with the big Terror Squad chain as your 
You know, you got the swagger. That is the coolest shit ever. Now, I'm going to tell you what happened. All right. This is uh, mind-blowing. Never heard before because no one has ever asked me that question. So I didn't want to do the game, right? And I wasn't signed to Def Jam. Yeah. So they kept trying to get me in the game, and I was like, nah, I don't fuck with games. I don't this and this and that. Right. So Kevin Lyles, who was the president of Def Jam, came to see me personally. He's a very good friend of mine. Like, I mean, family. Mm -hmm. So he sits down, he says, Joe, what can I do? I need to get you in this game. It's going to be this. I said, I want to be the hardest nigga to beat. <laughs> I want to beat everybody up. I want to fuck them up. I want to fuck everybody up. I want to take my chain off, whip their ass. This, this. <laughs> I told them, and sure enough, got the big pun on. They made me. They made me the hardest guy to beat. And to this day, it's, it's it's always a big discussion on Twitter. Every single day, they're going on Twitter. He was the hardest to beat. Yeah. I hate Fat Joe. I broke the remote. hundred <laughs> percent. That was me. That was Hell the yeah. that was the deal I made with them. Dance, yeah. you put that in the contract. That's crazy. in the contract. Y'all want to be one of the hardest guys to be. Otherwise, I'm not doing the game. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they did it. You know what I'm Damn. saying? To this day, it's legendary. Yeah. And, and so we had to do like <laughs> the stuff you see now. Right. That they put the green stuff yeah, on you. The... So I went to L.A. They put the green shit was crazy, all over wasn't it? me. It was nuts. Yeah. But um, I'm video, just man. so happy I was a part of history because that game is so historic. Yeah, history. Legendary. Did you did you play yeah, it all the way PS2. through and, and try and beat it and nah, all that? No, I couldn't beat it. You know, the only, you know, I used to be a junkie for uh, NBA, 2K, right, 2K and yeah. all that. And then I realized I was spending too much time right. playing it. Right. So I would be five, six hours a day instead of going to get the bag, instead right. of hustling, instead of this. Here playing everybody and all that. And then right. I was like, yo, you know what? I can't. It's almost like now Khaled's addicted to golf. Right. <laughs> My daughter's addicted to golf. Right. Angie Martinez addicted. Everybody around me is addicted to golf. And so they keep saying, yo, come play golf. Play. I already know I'm going to get addicted <laughs> right. to golf. That is not helping me with my bag. Right, right, right. You understand? I got to stay focused on the bag. But right. the thing is, though, the motherfuckers that be playing golf, they, got the they, be, got, they be having a bag. Yeah. That's, a, that's some bad talk to yeah. be had while you, play, while you playing golf. The best deals in the world get done on the golf, golf course. course. Yeah, that's yeah, true. We have to play some golf, yeah. man. I got to go get me some, go some swings. I gotta Mike's going to wear this outfit on the golf course. Yeah, I'm going to be swiped out <laughs> on the golf course, you heard? Nah, well, I, gotta, crazy. I, I wore golf. those sneakers, the original, on the cover for Make It Rain. No. The originals. Original yep. Thunder Force, baby. What? Original, original Thunder Force. Damn. And now I got those, and I also Yo, the... Make It Rain, Thunder Force. Come on, oh. bro. <laughs> yes. Come on, I bro. didn't even think of that. I, like I wore that, that on the cover, <laughs> and now I'm the I'm one of only two that got the We The Best Thunder Force. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Khaled got That's a pair. Yeah, I got one, too. Yeah. Now, the pairs that I love Khaled that. got is, yeah. yo, he got some crazy, like, Jordans, bro, like, Personal like crazy Jordans, bro. like yeah he do. He got I got crazy. some too. Yeah, trust yeah. me, I already know you got some. I got some. some. Mayor's in the background. Yeah. He got some too. Yeah. So you know we stay around sneaker impresarios. Oh. That's what they call them. Yeah. Sneaker enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sneakerhead. Yeah. Oh, we got a sneaker. I got a sneaker coming out. What? Uh, the Terror Squad Air Force One. No. Comes yeah. out late summer. Uh, it's gonna be sick. When y'all when y'all see we got three color waves. Yes. We got gray and pink. Yo, Rich, we gotta put these. 
Come on, these guys rock <laughs> yeah, I love sneakers. I've been in sneakers since I was. Since, Yo, they I, look at these tiny, guys. Love sneakers. hundred yeah. percent. So we got the friends quick. and family. This chart oh, yeah. is gray and pink. Mm -hmm. Then we got one for the whole country. It's gonna be black and white. Fire. Then we got um, sky blue and white. Just in New York. You catch me in no yeah. gray and pink joints. Just know you cannot get those. Oh no, you cannot. <laughs> you cannot get, get those. those. <laughs> and they're gonna be worth some money. Yeah. Damn the terror squad forces. This is nah, crazy. Nah, I gotta get you that, dude. Yeah. I'm basically in the terror squad now. <laughs> Um, plug everything you have coming up and anything that you, you know, shows, you know, uh, Let them know what's going on. anything, man, we everywhere, man. Everywhere. You know what I'm saying? We hustle. We work hard. Um, I got a TV show coming on stars. Yes. It's a talk show. Fire. So I teamed up with Diddy's executive producer with me and LeBron Spring Hill. Yes. Fire. Um, and I shot my first episode the other day, which was crazy. How was it? It was fun? It was amazing. You know, mm. I, I like to think I'm the Joper Winfrey. <laughs> Joper Winfrey. So Bro, you do really have so much knowledge. Like, yeah. I, I prepped for this interview a little bit, and I was like, damn, I just did, I didn't, you just don't know how knowledgeable, like, intellectual. You know, what happens right. is, when I was younger, and I was getting in trouble, I would also, I would always say, man, if I had an OG, in the industry or something to school me, right. I would really listen to them. And so that's why I go on my IG. That's why I do everything I do, podcasts like this. So um, the new generation, they might need to hear certain things. Right. You know, and a lot of guys who got the experience I got in the years in the game, they're not getting on here talking that. Right. Mm -hmm. They're not, they don't want to do it. Like the, the guys who've been around as long as me and or it's successful and all that, they refuse, they don't even want parts of this. Right. So it's my job to school the youth and let them know what I did that was a big mistake in my life or something that was really, really great. Right. I feel like, what the fuck, I need some water. <laughs> I wasn't crying. I was just, <laughs> no, no, thank you. My shit was dry. Hey, you yeah. always like, damn, he cares about the... <laughs> Damn, he got a big heart too. About to drop the tail of the episode. <laughs> we made that's gonna be the title of this episode. Fat Joe cries while talking about the youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fat Joe, he got real. Uh, he got deep, y'all. Yeah. Touchy, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the story of my life. Just trying to be transparent so that the next generation can learn from what I what I've experienced. Yeah. And real so that's OG. what I do it, and I try to do it in a positive way. Hell yeah. That's well, a real OG, man. Yes, That's sir. what an OG supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Not all that other shit y'all think y'all OGs just doing, yeah. man. Well, he Cold. part of the Stars gang now. Yeah. He part of the Stars gang now, but, baby. But, but, <laughs> boop, boop, boop. but yeah, um, man. Fat Joe on Instagram. Fat, Just Fat Joe. It's fat Joe. Follow. And he got the kicks dropping. Yep, kicks dropping. Show. Mike. Um, Where's 22 on Instagram? Where's 22 on TikTok? Michael Reed Jr. on Instagram. Where's 22 on YouTube? Vlogs coming, all that. So yeah, yeah, I know what to do already. Go tune in. Yep. Gianni V. Paolo, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube vlogs coming soon. So um 
Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to Hell come yeah. see us. We we really appreciate it. Yeah. I'm really sorry did. I couldn't come sooner, man. I I just been so busy, so torn all over. Listen, man. You know what I mean? Done. So I'm just glad we got yeah. it done. We got, got it done. When yes. you see me walk in the hallway, you was like, I, was That's like, oh, it. I saw him walk in. I it's saw him walk way. in with, like like you like you were from like it was Death Jam. <laughs> he came walking in and I was like, nah, this is crazy. <laughs> Yo, you know when when I did my first show for stars, mm. the guess I got was like a plus, like, right. like stars couldn't believe I could get the person, right, right? Right. I was like, "Yo, I got this. You sure you don't think I could get it? I got this." So when I pulled it off, like the day before, stars and the artists, uh, people were going back and forth, like what they could do, what they can't do. Right. Ah, we won't talk about this. We want this, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and then the day came, and the Person finally showed up. I was like, thank yeah. God. It's tough. It's tough. You're here. Like, you know, like, right. yeah. So I know when Fat Joe came in looking like it the was, Def Jam it was bandana. Lit. It was like, lit. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the boys thank did, you man. so much for coming thank out. We you, appreciate brother. it. Yeah, we appreciate you pulling thank up. Thank you, man. Michael, give us one. Listen, man, the crew has it, man. Terror Squad legend, man. The Fat crew Joe has it. And you have it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Bow. Woo. 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 Yes, sir. Thank That's you so much. Right we appreciate there. it. Absolutely legendary. legendary. We're going to get to.